Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Okay, I know we always say we got a wild ride for you, but this time we really do. Um, that is that is the truth. Um, and you can fucking count on it. And something else that you can count on is this next group of new patrons. We can count on them. We love them. Um, we are so excited to say their names proudly here. The first is our newest champion for actors' rights. Hell yes. We absolutely love to see it. That is Asher Wallace. Woo-hoo. Asher, thank you so much for being a champion. It's such important work. Also, huge shout out to our newest vessel head all aboard to Autumn Long. <laughs> Autumn Long. <laughs> Autumn Long all aboard. Uh, <laughs> listen, we love you both unconditionally forever, starting right now. And people we also love unconditionally forever starting right now who are joining the innermost sacred circle of our mm. patreon tony fucking colette's sacred uh we just fucking love you tony fucking colette loves you we don't know what we would do without you we'd be lost we would be lost, lost. we'd be lost um jack yateman colin lachlan emily pinsonot rebecca holiday sarah t christina mcgrew lynn walker alexandria cardo Goose and Daniel Bayo. Um, fuck yeah, we love you. You fuck yeah, are- we love you. <laughs> well, fuck welcome, yeah. welcome to the coolest crew on the internet. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Yeah, and there's some tough competition. But this is the coolest crew on the internet. And we have one more cool cat joining our coolest crew. Actually, they've been here, but they have upgraded. And it is Stephanie Famelos. And she's cool as hell. She's cool, <laughs> yeah, as, hell. cool as hell. Stephanie's fucking yeah. cool as hell. Uh, we love you all so goddamn much. Unconditionally, forever. You mean the world to us. And mm-hmm. just hold on to your butts, because this episode cool. is about to... Make that butt fly right off. <laughs> if you don't hold on tight enough, you better hold on to that your butt. butt's gonna fly off, I guarantee it. <laughs> and here we go. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i'm also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy and i like watching scary movies and so i watch them and i tell you about them so that you can live vicariously through me or Mm -hmm. alternatively get the information you need to watch the movies for yourself Mm -hmm. if you're feeling brave if you're feeling brave But before we get into this week's movie, one little piece of news, which is that we will be taking next week off because our very own Henley will be tying the knot, as they say. As they (laughs) say, getting that old 
ball and chain. She's really locked down now. If the baby didn't do it, the husband will. <laughs> I know, you guys. My life's about to change forever. I'm going to be a married woman. Everything will be different then, you know. Everything, Everything will change. Um, I personally just can't believe that I'm getting married because I'm so goddamn tired. <laughs> I can't believe how tired I am. Uh, oh, so having a two month old baby, I gotta say, it's really like having a newborn baby. The thing is, is like, yes, you're tired, but the problem is that like it just keeps going. Like it's yeah. like, it's not like, he's gonna start sleeping through the night anytime soon and it's like i'm gonna be waking up see i'm excited because now i'm waking up at like two three or four a.m instead of waking up at like one a.m like that's an improvement progress for me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but like still the bar is super low for sleep right now um and i just can't i'm so excited to hang out with you guys i I can't fucking wait my my head is gonna explode i'm so excited Oh, I don't even know what to do with myself. I can't even. I mean, we have not listeners for context. We have not been physically the three of us together since August twenty twenty. It's been over a year. So I had to. Our heads are going to freaking explode. I had to have a goddamn wedding in order to get us together. I had to have a wedding. A wedding. That's the point of the wedding, and so we can hang out. Yeah. Literally, we'll is all it. continue to get married on an every two year rotation, no matter <laughs> what, <laughs> so that we can be together. No, but I'm not joking. Where you always have something that that like you need to look forward to, right? And so once this oh, wedding yeah. is over, we need to start planning our next trip like asap, Absolutely. so that we all have something to look forward to. It because the wedding got postponed because of COVID, it has been like such a long time coming and it feels like there's been so much build up to it that the yeah, we're all gonna like crash afterwards and it's gonna be like, Well now fucking what? Now what? <laughs> now, now what? what? <laughs> now <laughs> the thing what? we've been looking forward to for two years happened. I know, I can't believe it's been two years. Huge. It's, it's gonna be the time. freaking best thing ever. I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm I'm so Excited to just be with. Oh God! I don't I even know. To, I really don't know what to do with Me, myself. sweet baby son. Wow! 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 So, listeners, <laughs> sorry, we're gonna be just overwhelmed having and the we, time of our lives, and we can't. We'll tell you about it. At, we'll tell you about it in two weeks. Okay? Okay. Okay. I wish I wish all of you could be there. All of you listeners, you're going to be there in my heart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love you so much. We'll carry you with us in our hearts. We will mm-hmm. carry you with us. Should I have them play the TSDW theme song <laughs> on the dance floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to add it to the DJ list. Dun, oh dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a bop. The crowd's gonna go crazy. <laughs> and just have uh, our intros. Yes. Hi everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Um, our very first podcast wait. wedding. Wow. So that's what I've been up to. I've just been up to um not sleeping and thinking about this wedding. And that's pretty and still watching Love Island mm. of course. Great. That's mm-hmm. pretty much it. You know? Mm-hmm. What about you guys? 
just getting rid of this freaking wedding, man. I, that's all I can think about. I'm leaving town in just one and a ha- half days, right? I have one more day before wow. I leave town. I don't know how time works, but because um, you're you're getting married in your hometown, which is very near where my sister lives and my nephew. So I'm going to get to spend time with them, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, so I'm just in full, like, thinking about trip mode i get really before i go out of town i like i i like really the day before i leave town is very important to me i like to Mm -hmm. be prepared before that final day in terms Mm -hmm. of like logistics so the final day i love being prepared oh my god i love to be prepared i love being early i love not to be stressed oh that final day for me is like that is your day to mentally prep so like that's the day i do things for me, I would like mm-hmm. exercise. I'm going to do my nails for the wedding tomorrow. I'm really going to take my time. I'm going to like put a hair treatment on like so I could be ready to go so that then it's like then I can get ready to go. So I'm really honestly looking forward to like my day before leaving day. Mm. It's That'd be nice. A very honored tradition for me personally. So I'm fucking so excited holy shit (laughs) wow i i can't believe we i can't believe it's here i can't believe it's here the event of my life my whole it's gonna be incredible (laughs) it's gonna be incredible oh you guys i hope you're right no all it has to be is us being there with you and it will be incredible that's literally all i care about Oh you my could God. straight up cancel the wedding when I arrive and I won't even be upset. I'll be like, whatever. <laughs> whatever just hang out. As long as we get to hang. As long as yeah, we get like, to hang, that's all I that mean, matters. Are you okay? Great. We're just going to hang out. Like, I We're don't. just going to hang out. It's all I want. No pressure. We're just going to hang out. And also to celebrate your love and your family. And it is, mm. it's beautiful and wonderful. And It's wonderful. Wow. wow. Um, well, two pretty important things happened to me this week. And one is that... The Matrix 4 trailer oh came out. Oh my god. I still haven't seen it. Wait, Sammy, I haven't seen it. I know. Henley. I meant to fucking watch it before I saw you because I knew it would be the only thing you'd be able to think about. <laughs> oh my it's god. It's true. Uh, it did make me cry only because at the very end it plays the the like note of music that's very much from the original Matrix, like original Matrix score. And just I'm gonna watch really the trailer again after this. Brought me back. I'm just very excited. I will say it's not going to be like the original Matrix. And so we got to get that expectation out of our head. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we got to remember that in the middle of the Matrix and now, um, Lana Wachowski also made Jupiter Ascending, Cloud mm-hmm. Atlas, mm-hmm. a lot of stinkers. Um, so Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that... We just got to go in with the right expectations, and I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, I will say yes, yes. The evidence maybe points to stinkers, but <laughs> this trailer—it just it hit all the notes for me in a way I wasn't expecting. I also haven't seen two and three, so Sammy and I have a a mission to to do that and we power through watch. and fucking make it happen um because i was like huh i wonder how we got here based on me only having seen one um but i just like it just gave me the right feeling i guess i should say the pieces are there like we could be getting somewhere that i will enjoy 
I've I've gotten the sense from some headlines I've seen that people are excited. People are excited about this trailer. People cautiously feel like it's optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. They're yes. thinking it's going to be better than the real duds that came before. Um, besides one, obviously. Um, the only issue I I I've also seen some headlines that maybe Lily is not a fan. <laughs> Or has been yes, like very you know, much I like didn't keep, realize, Yeah, I didn't realize that they won't they weren't both directing, that it is just Lana. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why, but yeah, I I guess judging from what you just said, sounds like yeah. something it's not a good reason. Something from, went down. Yeah, from what I've well, I from the very limited research I've done on this, again, haven't even seen the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lily, I believe, at first was working on another project or something. And okay. so but then in the future, has been when she's been asked about it, has been like, I am not, wanted to leave that behind. Like I didn't want to be a part of that. That didn't. I didn't felt like I need to revisit like the Matrix oh, again in my so life. Maybe it's less so this particular Matrix and more like I didn't want to be. A, I didn't want to do more Matrix. Yeah, yeah. That's right. what I've got from my very limited research, um, okay. which is like fair. It's less you know? troubling than if she were like, this is shit. She might also have been vaguely veiled, thinly veiled, meaning this is shit. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows what's going through her head? Either way, they're getting my money. Oh, they're going to yeah. get. Oh, oh they're, they're going to get my money. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm going to cry. It. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Also, just Keanu looks so good. I love him. Carrie Ann Moss looks so good. And in that I had trailer. forgotten oh that God. Yaya Abdul Mateen II is so in it. He looks so good in it. Wow, it's, I mean, yeah, I'm thrilled. A feast for the eyes. So it's going to be great. Um, and then the other equally important thing that happened to me this week <laughs> is that I cut myself on a piece of bread, not, <laughs> not, a, not a knife while I was cutting bread. It was a, it was a pretty stale piece of sourdough or, or sourdough loaf. <laughs> what? How badly? How like badly it got, so- drew blood. And I. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And I just was so shocked that happened. I think my hand like slipped and it cut between my fingers and like sliced it and started bleeding. But it was from like a piece of bread. And I just started (laughs) laughing. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like bread just drew blood from my hand. (laughs) And was this bread that you were going to eat? Um, It sadly was. Yes. And I did. (laughs) I I did eat it. Yes. Did it hurt your mouth? Um, I only ate the middle part. I didn't eat the crust. The middle oh, was still great. pretty. The middle was still pretty soft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, can, I can see sourdough crust can get pretty can get pretty, pretty sharp. sharp. Pretty sharp. Pretty sharp. Yeah. A good thing to have in your back pocket for if you get attacked. <laughs> if you have some stale sourdough, mm. a new weapon of choice. Mm. Oh my yeah, I pick sourdough. <laughs> Sammy, I did not see that coming. I didn't either. I didn't either. Is it like when you get a paper cut and the chemicals get in there and it's all painful? Did you have like yeah, sourdough yeasty feelings? Ooh, I don't think it got any yeasty feelings, but it did. It does feel like a paper cut. It's still I can still feel it. It hurts. Um, and it reminded me, I've also cut myself on an ice cube previously. So I just okay, now have a fun. I have a fun list of fun list, a list of two things that have drawn blood that ice, I though, wouldn't have expected. You could like stab people with ice. I feel like in in really cold movies, sometimes That's, there's it's ice. Perfect, <laughs> we get, it's perfect. Break off a little icicle. It's yeah. a perfect yeah. murder weapon because well, it yeah, melts. Because it melts. If, isn't it? You got to be careful if you stand under icicles. 
They right? look scary. Yeah. If you've seen icicles, they don't look gentle. No, they don't <laughs> look good. Um, you know what I've cut myself on more than once? And every time I do it, I'm like, fuck, I did it again. Is on the Faya Greek yogurt. Um, Ooh. Those things. are sharp. Those are sharp. When that, I eat like tinfoily. No, not the, tin, not the, the tinfoil, the, the plastic. plastic. The edge yeah, of the, the plastic. edge of the plastic. Yeah. Sharp as hell. Yeah. I've cut myself more than once on it. It hurts like a motherfucker. And I'm like, this again, Henley, you've done this before. You think you'd learn learn to be a little obviously I'm very eager to get at my Greek yogurt. I just love it <laughs> so much. Are you tearing into that yogurt? Why <laughs> is a great brand of Greek yogurt? Mm-hmm. A great reminder to just always be vigilant. <laughs> always. Don't, don't let your you guard down. You never know what's going to get you. <laughs> um, but let's move on from those really impor- important topics. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> to this week's movie, which I can't fucking wait to tell you guys about. It is a new movie. It is Malignant. Came out just this past weekend. Uh, directed by James Wan, written by Akila Cooper, story by Akila Cooper, James Wan, and Ingrid Bisou, starring Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hassan, George Young, Nicole Brianna White, and it is currently in theaters, and you can stream it on HBO Max. Ooh. Do you think it's uh, possible for Sammy or Emily to, I mean, for me or Emily to watch this? Sammy? Did you just confuse who you were? (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible for Sammy or Emily to watch this movie? Is it? For me, Sammy Sammy. or Emily to watch this movie? Did you know that I'm Sammy? (laughs) Wait, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, wait. Did you know that I'm you? Who am I? You're what does no this one. Mean? <laughs> you're no, you're no one. You're not, Who's you're this not bitch? real. Oh no. Oh god. That's so stupid. To answer your question, Henley, I don't think you could watch it specifically. If you could glean what that might mean. Oh no. Sorry. <laughs> no. There's though there's children in a, this. A mother and son situation? Could there be a mother and son situation? No, I mean you'll see. You'll decide after. I will say anyone who is on the fence about whether or not to watch it, I think watch it. Because part of what is so great about it is the element of surprise. So if you're feeling up to it, turn this off, watch it, and then come back and listen to this because I was so surprised. <laughs> okay, that's exciting. Oh, I love a surprise. And it was very fun. There's a great twist. Um, Ooh, I love to hear about a twist. Yeah. I love to hear about a twist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the way I experience movies right now is I love to hear about them. <laughs> movies? Yes, love to hear about them. <laughs> Um, it has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 51% on Metacritic. Ooh, big disparity. And a 6.3 on IMDb. Closing the gap. Yep. It's budget was 40 million and it is, it's, you know, today's Sunday. It's only been out for a few days and, but it's not doing well. It's projected to make 5 million its opening weekend, which is not great. No, not that's great. Not also, probably great. not helped by the fact that they released it immediately on yes, HBO Max. That's what I was going to say. Is I'm sure it's. I'm sure a lot of people watched on. I mean, I, that's how I watched it. I watched it on HBO. So yeah, 
I don't, I don't get the reasoning behind that. I will just say like, it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. What they're releasing just in the theaters, what they're putting on streamers and on theaters. Like, I don't get it. I don't what get are it. They... Well, HBO is, is doing most of the Warner Brothers movies. So it's because this is a Warner Brothers. I know they have like a specific contract with Warner Brothers new releases. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that like people are still un, you know uneasy about going to the movie theater. But yeah, the, to the, and then still do it like both ways and not have it just I don't. Yeah, I don't I don't get they it. They must have just paid a fucking shitload of money to get the rights to this. True. They are. They are still making money somehow. But thirty five million feels like not as much as they're getting paid. Probably. That's true. Um, yeah, there's not much trivia. Um, I, it was originally supposed to be released on August 14th, 2020. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, but in lieu of trivia, I wrote down <laughs> some quotes from reviews because reading reviews of this has been very fun. Fun. And this one I, I love. So it says, this is the goofy James Wan of Aquaman and Furious 7, not the intense one of Insidious and The Conjuring. Interesting. I feel like we haven't talked about that James Wan also directed Aquaman and Furious 7. Yeah, we don't talk about that. And it is important to note because I mostly agree with this, though I will say I think it's, yeah, somewhere in the middle. Like, he's definitely bringing his horror skills to this as well, but it's like with his learned knowledge from Furious 7 and Aquaman with a hint of that. So this is like Aquaman. bigger and sillier. I haven't yeah, seen it either. I, I, haven't, I haven't either. But you can presume what it is like. It's over the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next quote says, Juan's final twist is so maniacal and so, and this is a compliment, deeply and thoroughly stupid <laughs> that, it more th- that it more than makes up for the minor missteps along the way. Um, that's from oh, Allison Shoemaker. Deeply stupid as a compliment makes me so excited. <laughs> it's so funny. And the next one is, there's no way to watch this deranged follow-up and not conclude that Juan's back where he belongs. <gasps> Wait, what is follow-up? I don't know. I think, like, following up to his previous horror movies, because he's... I see, I see. He hasn't had a hit in horror. I believe he is currently directing the Aquaman sequel, so he's just been focusing on, like, blockbusters, so he hasn't done um, a horror film in a while. And it sounds like he just wanted to squeeze one in between the Aquamans, because he's obviously loves horror and um, this is what we got. <laughs> this is the product. Oh, I am <laughs> stoked. I'm very excited. Does this feel like a, it's, it's 40 million, but does it feel like big budget or does it feel like yes. small? You yes, know? I would say that I think something we've previously talked about is when movies have that Harry Potter feel. Horror movies have a Harry Potter feel. Mm-hmm. This, I think, does. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Who's good, in good, it? The good to know. Annabelle Wallace is the main character. She, I just know her from Peaky Blinders. Grice. <laughs> what did Grice. you just say? Grice is her name. Grice? Grice. Grice. That's how Killian Murphy's accent is. Oh, Grice. 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 I fucking nailed it. Just take my word I, for it. I really believe you. Grice. Grice. <laughs> 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 I thought you were saying rice. Uh, okay, it's got okay. a thick brummy accent. Cross. 
Okay. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited and wonder what this could hold. Uh, let's watch this freaking trailer. Wet our whistles on this trailer. Let's wet our whistles. <laughs> let's wet our whistles. I'm having visions. The body of Dr. Florence Weaver was found brutally murdered in her home this morning. Did you know her? No, but I saw her die. I'm seeing things. I'm seeing murders as they're happening. Hello? He says his name is Gabriel. I think he's someone from my past. Whatever happened to you before you joined our family hurt you in a way that I can't even imagine. Stop saying that. Maddie, who are you talking to? Gabriel. Is he your imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? Imaginary friend? He's the devil. again. He's getting closer. He wants to talk to you. Mom, what do you know? He's coming for me. to make of this <laughs> honestly i'm intrigued and also mainly because i like her she's like an interesting actress and she hasn't been in anything else besides peaky blinders yeah as, um, is it as scary? grace grace <laughs> is it scary sammy um there are scary parts i think it's pretty uh i would put it low on the scary scale <clears throat> i did it look that's maybe it's just the thing we've talked about which like any like yeah that like harry pottery huge budget is like just not as scary to me because i think there's like something about the like grittiness of a lower budget or at least a lower feeling budget movie that that's really scary to me but yeah just seeing like i'm just so aware that it's special effects i guess it went in a movie like this so maybe i'll you know be proven wrong and it's definitely like jump scares still look freaky but i screamed just now in the trailer but <laughs> i wasn't like scared do you know what i mean uh-huh. well yeah because now when when movies lean into cgi you're like oh well that's just cgi that wouldn't happen in real life that's not like a practical effect when it's a practical effect it's yeah. like a little bit more like ooh, maybe that's possible yeah um 
whatever. Ooh, but I'm, way, excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Get me to this deeply stupid twist. I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. I can't We're going to have some fun. Ah! Let's do it. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, so we start in 1993 in a hospital. There is a doctor named um, Dr. Florence Weaver di uh, speaking direct to camera like she is making like a case file on a patient named Gabriel saying that Gabriel is getting stronger. He's getting um, more malicious. And as she is giving us this report, so we hear some clattering in the hallway and some screaming and someone runs in and says Gabriel got he got out and she gets up and runs and there is just mayhem happening in the hallway someone is thrown out of the room one of the nurses and there's a person lying dead like something very bad has clearly happened a security guard is running up uh dr weaver instructs him like he has like a tranquilizer dart dr weaver says yeah go in, go in and get gabriel shoot him with the dart uh 
the security guard like slowly opens the door and starts pointing the gun in and then just starts screaming and pulls his arms back and they are like broken in the oh my God. Fore, forearm and we get some bones protruding. Oh, Jesus. Nasty. That will happen quite a few times in this oh, movie. <laughs> and um, uh, Gabriel is just easily has the upper hand here is like killing people left and right. Eventually, Dr. Weaver herself goes in because nobody else is left and she is able to crawl in and grab the tranquilizer dart and um, shoots Gabriel. Wait, do we get a quick question? Do we mm-hmm. get the sense that like they were running experiments on this Gabriel person or like were they trying to rehabilitate this Gabriel child? We're not. Thing? We're not really sure. And do okay. we see Gabriel or no? No, not yet. Okay. So she, there's someone, two guards left alive in there that run in to help her after she shoots Gabriel. And she says, strap him to the chair. And they pick him up. And our first glimpse is little kid's sock, like a little kid's feet in little panda socks dragging across the floor. So we see that this is a a young boy. And we get a quick glimpse of him and it is not human looking but it's like too fast to really see we're just like what the fuck did we just see um and all the lights in the room start flickering and from a radio in the corner of the room uh gabriel like says something through it like they all turn to the radio and she said one of the one of the doctors says he he's able to communicate his thoughts through the electricity. And so this some talking is happening through the radio. Uh, and Dr. Weaver turns to the direction of Gabriel, says, you have been a bad, bad boy. And she says, I thought we could help him, but I was wrong. It's time to cut out the cancer. And she says that straight into camera. And then this like metal music starts playing and we get our opening credits. Feels what? very James, James Wanian. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. And the images that we're seeing underneath our opening titles are all like kind of medical horror looking things. Some sort of surgery happening. We're getting like, uh, you know, a scalpel cutting into a body and like gross looking stuff happening. Great. Cool. Then we go to present day Seattle and mm, Henley's is where you're not going to love it. Oh, no. <laughs> and, no. Uh, we meet our protagonist, Madison, who is Annabelle uh, Wallace, and she is very pregnant. OK, great. Here we go. I'm just going to disassociate now. Mm-hmm, so that's, that's a good idea. I'd say that the first like this See you scene later, is probably <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll circle back later. Uh, keep going yeah you tap out and tap back in in you know 10 minutes or so okay um and she's wearing scrubs she comes home to a husband and he's watching tv she turns the tv off and he's he's an asshole to her right away and it's like i was watching that like being a dick for someone who is tired and pregnant she's like i need to rest i'm really tired and he says, no, maybe you need to stop getting pregnant all the time. Oh, God. Here we and go. it's clear that there is uh, an abusive relationship happening here, at least verbally abusive. And then it quickly turns physical. 
Um, he says <sighs> he like through this conversation, we learn that she has had multiple miscarriages prior to this. And he says, how many times do my ba- my children need to die inside of you before you stop getting pregnant? It's horrible. Jesus it's Christ. Awful. And she stands wow. up to him briefly and he reacts physically violently and slams her against a wall. She hits her head really hard and she he immediately goes to um, apologizing like, oh, my God, baby, I'm so sorry. Let me go get you some ice runs downstairs. She locks him out of the room. She's touching the back of her head. It is bleeding a lot, um, but she won't let him back in the room. And she gets in bed and falls asleep, which is not a great idea if you have a head injury. But she doesn't let him in. We see that night he is sleeping on the couch and she is sleeping up in the room. And he hears some noises in the kitchen. And it sounds like kind of cutlery clattering or something like. And he says, Maddie, is that you? Are you in there? Gets up and then a loud noise happens and he goes in and it's the blender turned on with nothing Ugh. in it. We'll never look at a blender the same way again. Mm-mm. After, after uh, your uh, next. Yeah. After we your know next. what blenders are capable of. Uh-huh. And he looks confused, kind of slowly approaches it, turns it off. And the second he turns it off, the refrigerator door opens behind him. He turns like, what the fuck is going on? Closes that refrigerator door. The second that closes, the TV comes on. Mm. He loops back around to the living room and we see a silhouette of someone like sitting on the couch watching TV. He quickly turns to turn the light on. And when he turns it on, the person is gone. And he's looking around the room, scared and we see a shadowy figure approach behind him and very, very hard slam his head into the wall. Oh, wow. And very quickly getting his comeuppance. (laughs) Yeah, great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as that happens, we see Maddie wake up in bed with a fright and her pillow is like has a pool of blood on it. And but she has like clearly heard something she also looks creeped out, gets up, gets out of bed, starts walking downstairs, is calling out his name like, ooh, is everything okay? Goes down, gets to the living room and sees his dead body. His neck is broken so severely that bones are like protruding out of his oh. neck. Ew. And it's like dark and shadowed. And so you're like staring right at that spot like trying to see what you can see and then the the shadowy figure just like comes up from right behind him like right from that spot and she sees it and fucking panics runs back upstairs and we see that the figure is chasing her um and she gets into the room and holds the door closed but it's like as if an invisible force now is like banging it banging it banging it and eventually blows the door off the hinges throwing her back completely and like she hits her head again and is knocked unconscious oh, again yikes uh then we cut to later that night presumably two d- detectives 
at the house. This is Detective Kakoa Shaw. They call him Detective K and Detective Moss, Regina Moss. Um, so Detective K and Moss, Detectives K and Moss are kind of surveying the crime scene and just being like, what the fuck could have done this? This is crazy. This doesn't look like a normal crime. Like the way his neck is broken is really um, not not like Normal. anything they've ever seen before. Yeah. Uh, then we see Maddie waking up in the hospital with her sister Sydney at her side. And Sydney is uh, crying and like happy that she's awake and is like, oh my God, are you okay? And Maddie starts crying and is like, oh my God, I was so scared. I was so scared for my baby and reaches her hands down and uh, she has lost the baby. And Sydney turns oh. to her crying and says, they couldn't save her. I'm so sorry. And uh. Maddie is absolutely devastated and just like w starts wailing uh, it's very it's very sad uh, um then uh, she basically is like catatonic for a couple days uh but eventually comes to and her with her sister at her side the whole time it's clear that her and her sister are really close and well, actually, her sister says at one point to one of the detectives, because the detectives are, you know, coming in and out, checking on her. And her sister does say at one point uh, that the husband had kept them apart. And so mm -hmm. it's clear that they were close, but that obviously this husband was awful and kind of probably tried to isolate Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. But so eventually she gets um, well enough to be discharged and sent home. And Sydney it drives her home and is saying, you know, you don't have to stay here. Um, you could stay with me. But Maddie is pretty insistent, like, no, it's like, fine, I'm going to be fine. Which is like crazy. Like, no, you were attacked by a man in this house. Like, mm -hmm. don't stay there. <laughs> yeah. And also there's some, yeah, you were attacked by a man multiple times and also a shadowy ghost figure that might be the devil. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but she stays there and um, Sydney comes in at one point and again, Maddie is crying and grieving and she says, I just so badly wanted a biological connection to something. And Sydney says, what do you mean by that? And Maddie reveals that she had never told Sydney, but that their mom told her that she was adopted when she was eight and her mom died in childbirth. And so she says, I'm I'm adopted. And so this the child would have been her first like true blood connection. But as she says, like, I'm adopted, it's this like big dramatic reveal and it cuts to like they start playing the spooky cover of Where Is My Mind and like panning shots of the city. And the, there's these like transitional moments that are very James Wan that it like has like, it like reminded me of Saw because he does these kind of quick transitional moments where it's like either some metal song playing and just like quick cuts. There was a hint of that thrown in that, uh, hmm. that I appreciated. Wait, wait, should she say she was adopted when she was eight? Is that what she said? Yes. 
When did the sister like remember that happening? The sister's, no, younger, the sister's younger. Yeah, the sister oh, wasn't born okay. yet. Oh, the sister's that much younger. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So then we go to um a new place uh called called the Seattle Underground, and a woman is giving a tour of old Seattle. And it's basically, she says, all this used to be street level, but after the great fire of 1889, they decided to build the city on top of it to prevent flooding. And this I've is a real fucking thing that I absolutely hate. There is a literal city underneath Seattle. There is a whole nother city underneath Seattle. And I really, really what hate that. What the fuck? I wait, wait, guys, I've like done this. this. Yeah, I've done this tour before, except we had to stop. I had to stop it halfway through because my mom gets really bad claustrophobia and she got super claustrophobic doing the tour and had to leave. And so I like honestly barely even remember it. How does that work? I I can't even really tell you. I I've don't done the know. Tour and, and I don't, I don't, I don't really know, get it. And I don't know why not. Every single horror movie is set here. <laughs> it's the scariest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Scary. But so this woman is giving a tour and um, at the end of the tour, she's getting ready to go home and like basically closing the place down by herself, which can you fucking imagine no. being oh in an underground God. city by yourself, turning all the lights off, going mm -mm. like room to room, like do do do, let me no, just thanks. shut down the underground city for the night. And of course, she hears a noise in the distance. Uh, it's very dark through like a different little tunnel. And she's kind of walking towards it saying, hello, like nobody can be down here. You need to you need to leave. And the lights start flickering. But she's just okay. turned the lights off. And um, again, she hears another noise coming from that same direction. It's walking towards it more kind of who's over there. And then, you know, a chill goes down her spine and she's like, okay, fuck this. Starts running. It's clear that somebody else is in there. And uh, she runs, but the person catches up with her. We see that it is the same figure that um, attacked Maddie and her husband. And it gets this woman. And we cut to an attic somewhere where this man is tying up this woman and he's uh he's mm. got a real uh pig face wig face vibe about him i would say he's got long mm. dark hair and like a long black leather coat and gloves and he moves really weird he's very creepy oh. and he ties her up on the like wall of this attic oh. and um yeah we basically see this as his little nasty little workshop in this attic Nasty little Ew. workshop. <laughs> the nastiest workshop God. you've ever seen. Ugh. And um, as he's in there, he sets a radio down next to her and starts speaking through it. And so we understand that this is Gabriel from the opening scene. Uh, okay. And somehow he can speak through... Uh, radios and electric radio. elect through electrical currents or whatever and he says it's a very creepy voice he says i can't tell you how long i it's like all distorted and like glitchy sounding it's very spooky he says i can't tell you how long i've waited for this 
but not yet. First, Dr. Weaver, who is the doctor from the beginning. Oh, so, okay, so it's, it's yeah, it's the doctor from the beginning. Yeah. And so then we cut to uh, an older looking Dr. Weaver's house. Uh, she is now just sitting in her living room and her phone rings. <laughs> and the voice, she answers, hello. And we hear his fucking creepy ass voice go, Dr. Weaver. <laughs> and she goes, yes. <laughs> Speaking. Yes, hello. And he says, it's time to cut out the cancer. And she says, what? I'm sorry, who is this? <laughs> like, she's so casual on the phone. It made me laugh so much. Yes, yeah, it's just a little hard to hear you. Could you speak up? <laughs> and uh, he hangs up. And I guess eventually she also, puts... I imagine, like, if you're trying to really scare her and she's like, yes, I'm sorry, but I'd be like, no, Dr. Weaver. Well, that didn't go how I wanted it to. Oh, God. But after he hangs up and afterwards she must put two and two together and she kind of goes over to her old case files and pulls out one of the files and starts thumbing through it. So clearly she remembers that particular sentence and yeah she's like going through it then we go back to maddie at her house and she's doing laundry and as she's leaning down to put clothes into the washer in the glass door of the washer uh we see dr weaver screaming and it's a jump scare really startles Mm. maddie maddie falls backwards uh, Dr. Weaver screams, what are you doing in my house? Maddie looks like completely confused and says, this is my house. Like, what's what's happening? What's going on? She falls backwards and it becomes clear that Dr. Weaver is obviously not talking to her and that Maddie is having some sort of vision and can see inside of Dr. Weaver's house. And uh, as Maddie kind of pushes herself backwards, she... Um, freezes and she is suddenly completely unable to move as we see dr weaver screaming and then the house around her does this very cool cgi effect where it kind of smoky bubbles and the whole house changes into now dr weaver's house basically the camera like pans around her and the whole room shifts into dr weaver's house so she now has a front row seat to we see gabriel in Dr. Weaver's house, he pulls a basically some sort of award off of her shelf, a Doctor of the Year type of award thing. Mm. That's a very sharp gold statue, kind of a pyramid looking statue. As and sharp as, say, some hard bread crust? <laughs> almost. Almost. He could have gotten her good with some bread crust, though. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> uh, but he grabs the this award and he basically stabs her in the face with it over and over and over as Maddie is watching from uh, a frozen no, I position. I don't like stab in the face. I really don't Oof. like that. It's rough. Uh, This one we actually don't totally see. It's from behind a counter, so we just see the spurts of blood coming up and the sound effects of it. 
But we'll see some face stabbing later, real up close. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank you for warning us. Wait, is I have a question. Is Gabriel mm-hmm. like he's a human though, right? Yes. I mean, but he, the way he moves is, he is, is weird, and he has like a, a demonic quality to him. I don't like. There are times where he's moving really strangely, okay, and times where he looks like kind of glitchy. I don't know. So. He he does look to be human, but there's something off about him as well. Okay. Okay. Got it. Uh, at this moment, after he kills her, Maddie is, starts screaming and eventually is able to, like, she comes to and she's she's in her same spot in her apartment. Now it has switched back to her own apartment and she's just completely freaked out alone in mm-hmm. uh, in her house. Um and we see the same detectives, sh- detectives K and Moss showing up at this crime scene now. And uh, they, we get the information that Dr. Weaver worked in child reconstructive surgery. And okay. they see that she had pulled out this particular file they bag all of her files from all of her cases and basically take it all back to the precinct. They're like, okay, we've got some information here. And uh, as they're examining the murder scene, they find basically the bottom half of the murder weapon, the little statue award thing, but it looks like the top half has been cut off. It's missing. And so they say, we need to find the other half of this. And we cut to back in the attic, that top half of the award being fashioned into basically a knife with, with like a little sharpener thing. Uh, Gabriel is making this his his weapon. Not not sourdough bread, although that would have been a good choice, too. That would have worked if that would have absolutely worked. Um and or a fire yogurt cup. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're we'll we're gonna snail mail murderer. James Warren. <laughs> we're gonna write to him and be like, listen, have you ever thought of sourdough bread though, man? Let's get creative. Let's get I creative. Think should, I think let's keep hitting this sourdough bread note. I think it's a winner. I think we got to keep bringing it up. Yeah, I'm gonna bring it up <laughs> it's probably a three more times. Bring it up a few more times. I'm I want to keep. I'm going to bring it up a few more times. Great. I can, I, think, I can't I, wait personally. I fucking can't wait. So you'll yeah. never see it coming, but but know that it's coming. Great. <laughs> uh, we see Maddie learning of Doctor Weaver's death on the news. She vomits. She realizes this is the woman she basically witnessed her die. Her sister is there. She's crying. She's saying. Uh, her, her sister Sydney is saying like did you know her she says no I didn't know her but I, I watched her die like I don't know what's happening to me something happened I saw her die I was there and we see Detective K back at the precinct going through the file that was pulled out and it's a picture of a little girl and he gives it to one of the other guys at the precinct and says can you age this photo about 30 years Just, he says sure that's crazy that they can do that. Yeah. Wait, why is he going through that file again? Because that's Sorry. that's the file that um, Dr. Weaver had Dr. taken Dr. Weaver out. had pulled out. That's like the oh, one okay. she was currently looking We assumed looking it was Gabriel, but now it seems like maybe it's this girl. Mm-hmm. Maddie. Well, maybe this girl and Gabriel are the same person. Mm. 
Is that going to be the twist? Interesting. That could be an interesting twist. I um, I now I'm just curious about. I want to. I want to take a kid photo of me and have somebody age it up <laughs> and be like, does it look like me? Right. Like I bet it would. Just, it would look like a bizarro version of you. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. So then we go to one of the other doctors' houses from the opening scene. There were um basically a few doctors on Gabriel's case. And so we are seeing this other doctor. This is an older man on the phone saying, I don't know who would want to hurt Francis or whatever her name is, Dr. Weaver. Like she just helped kids. Like, I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. Who would want to hurt her? And as he's pacing around his bedroom, he notices his bedroom window is like wide open and he had just closed it or something. And he walks over and there's some wet footprints heading mm. into his walk-in closet. He's just mm-hmm. kind of like, hmm, this is strange. And goes and slowly gra- grabs a towel, peeks around in the closet. It's all very stressful. <laughs> but nothing ever happens except when he is, he kind of peeks out the window and is looking around. And we see Gabriel behind him. He shuts the window and turns around and Gabriel's gone again. He gets into bed and then we go to maddie's house where she is in bed and she opens her eyes and is again frozen in fear and we see that she is facing this doctor in his bed once again transported to a different room frozen frozen in fear watching like face to face with this guy and this is where we get this really cool shot from the trailer where gabriel comes from behind her and she can like sense him there and she's shaking terrified and we just see him like raise up behind her and basically crawl over her and straddle this doctor and he whips out his little newly fashioned weapon I don't know. Timmy, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was gonna say a sourdough bread. I was gonna say this could be a pretty good time to bring up the sourdough joke again. <laughs> I think there'll be more opportunities. Uh, it's always a good time. It's always it's never gets old. <laughs> never literally never gets old. No. Unlike the bread, which is very old. The bread is old. Oh, Stale as hell. Good one. Uh, and this is where we get the real close-up face stabbing, and Gabriel just stabs, 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 stabs him in the face a bunch of times, and it looks really gnarly. I was interested to know how they did this. I would love to see just a making of this scene, because it looks fucking brutal. Real? Yeah, it looks like real. It looks like, real? he just stabs him a bunch of times in the face. Oof. It's rough. And as... He is he has finished stabbing and he's just kind of leaned over the man looking at him. He senses Maddie there and turns to look at her. And this is where we get our first look at Gabriel's face. And it is very uh, deformed. It is kind of like. Basically, all you see is like some teeth and his eyes. It's very crazy looking. She's super freaked out. And she wakes up screaming and tells her sister, I saw him. I saw his face. And they go to the detectives to report it. 
She says, um, you know, I know this sounds crazy. Something's happening to me, but somebody else was murdered and I saw it. And she basically could see a sign out the window from her point of view when she was frozen in the bed of where it was. So she knows that it was in this one particular building on the top floor. And so the detectives go and they're, you know, kind of not believing her, rolling their eyes at her like, okay, uh, this is, you know, you sound kind of crazy. And she's like, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Like, just go check. And if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And great. But, you know, just go go look. So they do. They find him murdered there. And um, so now Maddie is really freaked out. It is, you know, again, further confirmed that something is happening and she is seeing these murders. And so she goes into the water to splash some or go into the, goes to the bathroom to splash some water on her face and her phone rings and the lights start flickering in the bathroom and she pulls out her phone. It's from an unknown caller. And where is she now? She's still in the precinct. In the precinct. Okay. Okay. And yeah, they've basically come back after finding. Um, okay. I've been like, you're right. Yeah. And she answers and hears, hello, Emily. Sorry, Emily. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> And she says, my name is Madison. And he says, you'll always be Emily to me. And she looks very scared. And he, he says, you know who I am, even if they say I'm only in your head. You let them tell you that I wasn't real and you believed them. Now I'm going to make them pay one by one and she screams gabriel no and at this point nobody knows the name gabriel nobody has said it and so she looks like shocked like she has just surprised herself that she seemed to remember a name out of nowhere and this really tickles gabriel and he starts (laughs) and he says like i knew you all you always deep down you always knew you never forgot me basically you always knew and she says gabriel please stop and he says we're just getting started and he hangs up oh my god uh she's freaked out she goes back into the uh, main area where everybody else is at the precinct grabs sydney says we gotta get we're let's go let's get out of here grabs her they leave and uh, I'm those detectives. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, yeah, <laughs> psychic lady. I would like for you to not leave. Yeah, I know. Yeah, lady that just led us directly to a violent crime scene that has no explanation. And they got really <laughs> freaked out and left quickly. Yeah, pretty suspicious. Yeah, please stay. Um. So Detective K asks the guy from earlier, "Were you able to age that photo?" He says, "Yeah, it's on your desk. I saw you. You had her in." And he says, what? And he says, the lady that was just here. There it like, is. That's, that's her. And sure enough, he pulls out the aged photo and it looks like a bizarro Madison. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you um, do that thing that shows you what your face would look like if it was exactly the same on both sides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where it just like, like something's a little symmetrical. off. Yeah, perfectly yeah, symmetrical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what this like photo of her looks like. It's like, obviously her, but. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. 
so Maddie and Sydney are driving to their mom's house and they get there and Maddie basically says, you know, what something crazy is going on. What do you know about Gabriel? Um, and we see Maddie's mom get a look of fear on her face and we see we go inside and Maddie's mom puts a videotape in the VCR and we watch some old home videos where it's Maddie's birthday. We see that her mom is pregnant with Sydney and they're singing happy birthday to her and Maddie turns and whispers to someone and they say, who are you talking to? She says, Gabriel. And they basically go through a few different home videos where it seems that Maddie is talking to someone named Gabriel and looking really scared when she's talking to him. This is not a fun imaginary friend. And the mom, the mom basically says, you know, this really freaked us out when you were doing this. We didn't know what was happening. Um, but then you just stopped and then you never brought him up again. And we figured it was nothing. And hmm, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. And at this time, we see Detective K simultaneously watching a video of Dr. Weaver that he has found in the case files. Um, and it's again, Dr. Weaver talking straight to camera, like a little report report update on the case. And she says she's talking now about Emily May, who is the previous name that Madison must have had. And pretty weird to adopt a kid at eight and change their name. Yeah. Also pretty yeah, weird of weird. her to like not remember that. Well, her name was well, definitely repressed. Clearly that something shit. Yeah, traumatic has happened. <sighs> you push that way deep down. Yep. Uh so she says Emily May is unlike any other patient we've ever had she says she's seeing visions and hearing thoughts from the devil and detective k is watching this thinking like okay well it's madison like this is incriminating for madison like she's obviously has mental problems yeah and is now getting more suspicious of madison back at home Maddie is brushing her teeth, and as she, like, leans down to spit into the sink, when she comes back up, her reflection is another old man, the third of the doctors from the opening scene, and again, she freezes still, can't move, and the room changes into this doctor's bathroom, and oh we see Detective K basically i think he sees a photo of the three doctors realizes two of them are dead and is like okay so this third guy's coming next and so he starts going to this guy's house and as he gets there he finds this is the kind of detective work in movies that i do understand yeah I'm like yeah that's Where a logical like, conclusion okay, great yes. a, de yeah. a human detective could come here yes. to this conclusion mm -hmm. yeah i'm following mm -hmm. i'm following i'm following and so he gets there and finds this man murdered in his bathtub. It is too late. He has been killed. And then we see Madison frozen in fear, watching and trying to communicate to 
Detective K, she is ye- like yelling but can't move and saying, Detective, he's still here. And the detective can't see or hear her. And we just see. Oh, in her vision, she sees the detective in that place. Yes. Okay. And we see Gabriel come out from a little corner and attack Detective K. And they get into a fight. He's Gabriel's slashing at Detective K with his little knife. And uh, Detective K has a gun and starts shooting. And so Gabriel makes a run for it, gets out of the building and runs onto the street and kicks out a little grate and just scudders into that old underground city. Yep. Love how love how you do that. Love how you can do that in Seattle. That's so cool. I, what a cool thing for a I city I personally to have. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, no thank you. I've considered you like moving to th- Seattle before, and you know, now I'm not so sure. No. If you could just scuttle underground into a little underground city. And he does scuttle. You can, just want to point yeah. out his movements. I think that's the only way to do it. His movements, uh, as a reminder, are unnatural. Uh, what else? Scuttles? Beetles? Yes. Yeah, beetle scuttle. Yes. Scuttling I usually associate as being kind of a cute movement, but here it's definitely not a cute movement. It's not cute in this moment, no. Uh, And so uh, the chase continues. Um, Oh, also like to get to, because they were in a pretty high floor of this building, and so to get to ground level, Gabriel basically like goes through the fire escapes and he moves almost superhumanly like he's in like an action like Matrix movie. He's just like jumping from level to level in a way that Detective K is watching him like, what the fuck? And like is trying to follow him as best he can. But obviously, Gabriel is like much faster and stronger. And uh, but eventually the detective also crawls into the underground city. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And it's not any backup. Oh, what a bummer. No backup. And yeah, don't don't do this. It's like foggy down there somehow. <laughs> I guess I buy it. Sure. And there's jalopies and shit. It's nasty. And so they get to this one, you know, space with jalopies, and we see Gabriel laying on top of one of the jalopies as Detective K is kind of peeking around trying to find him it's a jalopy it's like an old car like a peaky blinders car you know i think i always pronounced it jalopy me too is it jalopy mm, i don't know i don't know i don't we'll know. never know there's I, actually no way to i know. don't think there's a way to find out <laughs> there's no, no way to never, find out yeah this is unanswerable question mm-hmm. um okay um so, so jalopies everywhere jalopies everywhere <laughs> Gabriel jumps on Detective K and Detective K gets his first look, real look at Gabriel, who has uh, like hisses at him with this kind of like nasty little face. Like, so again, he can't talk unless he's talking through the radio. Um, And And at this point, Detective K is like, okay, so different person. Yeah, he's like, okay, um, so not Madison. And good to know. Good to know. And again, uh Gabriel gets away and scrambles up the walls now and like disappears through a little hole. He's like too fast and Detective K loses him. Um 
Detective K goes back to Maddie's, uh, says, you know, all three victims were involved in the same case study, which we believe is your case study. You're, you are Emily May. Um, you are somehow involved in this. We need to figure it out. Would you be willing to see a hypnotherapist? Like you clearly have some like repressed memories. She says, yes, let's let's do it. They have a hypnotherapist come in and we get uh, takes her back. We get a flashback of um, young Maddie again with her mom pregnant with Sydney. Um, and uh, present day Maddie is kind of, you know, hypnotized and like saying like, I used to get in trouble for everything that he did. And um, he, I was the only one that can see him. And we see her uh, standing over a cake that's like a welcome cake for the new baby. And it ha it's clearly like someone has stuck their finger in it and eaten part of it. And she's getting yelled at for it. And she's saying it was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. I didn't do that. And her mom's getting frustrated with her. And so she gets like sent to her room. And in her room, her little play phone rings and she talks to Gabriel through there. We don't really hear the conversation, but he's like clearly telling her to do something. And so she she then goes into back into the dining room and back to the cake and picks up a knife. And he's like, slice the cake. She like hears his um, voice telling her to cut the cake, eat it. And she starts cutting and then the room changes and reveals that she is actually in her parents' room over her mom's pregnant belly with the knife. Jesus. And her mom wakes up, starts screaming, and Maddie starts screaming, young Maddie starts screaming, and present-day Maddie starts screaming, and it becomes, like, overwhelming, and they, pu they pull her out of the hypnosis. Um, and she says, you know, Gabriel wanted to hurt the baby. He wanted to hurt you. He knew that if you came, I wouldn't need him anymore. And Detective Moss is like, so, okay, are you saying that the killer is your childhood imaginary friend? And then we cut to back in the attic. This woman from the underground tour is still tied up there and she's kind of um, trying to break herself free. She eventually does. And she's tiptoeing around in the attic. Gabriel's not there. And she's trying to like quietly escape and she takes one step and falls through the floor and into maddie's living room she's in maddie's attic oh. all of them are there this is happening simultaneously as they're in maddie's house doing the hypnotherapy and they all Wait, turn what? and see this woman and maddie just starts screaming like really crazy screaming Wait, 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 wait. And again, wait, wait. the she spooky was... cover of Where's My Mind starts playing. <laughs> okay, so the woman was taken from the underground tour to Maddie's, Maddie's attic. Yes. That's where she's been. Yes. Okay, sorry. At first, I thought you meant Maddie's whole house was under the underground. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, that's and an interesting twist. And then we're in the twist. second underground city. <laughs> okay, okay. That makes more sense. Okay. And so the detectives go up there, find all of Gabriel's stuff, his, the, the weapon weapon his clothes and they arrest maddie they're like okay it's you. obviously it's like you. you're connected yeah. you're part of this they arrest her sydney's freaking out like it's not her it's not her 
um they're yelling or maddie like yells at detective k like you've seen him you've seen him you know it's not me and he looks a little um torn like he's still not 100 percent convinced the other detective detective moss is like no it's it's her and um so they bring her into an interrogation room at the station and uh as they start interrogating her the lights start to flicker the lights explode and the detective's phone start ringing and Maddie says he wants to talk to you and okay they answer the phone and we hear Gabriel's scary voice and detective K says who are you and he says didn't she tell you I'm a figment of her imagination. <laughs> oh, okay. And then he says, Ask Sammy, you're doing such a good job of that voice. It's so, it's perfect. I can tell. Mm-hmm. It's, it's spot on. And he says, Ask her what she used to call me. And they turn to look at Maddie and she says, The devil. And the detectives look pretty freaked out now. And they're like, Okay, hey, what the fuck is going on? We cut to Sydney is now kind of taking things into her own hands because she knows something is not right. And so she starts looking into this Emily May's past, like what hospital she was at. And she tracks down the hospital from the beginning, which is now abandoned. Um, and she decides to go there to see if she can track down records or something that could give her some answers to what the fuck's going on and who Gabriel is. So she she drives up to this. It's like a cliffside, gothic, spooky ass hospital abandoned. And I'm telling you, in scary movies, people need to start telling just one friend where just they're going. Tell one friend <laughs> yeah. where you're going. No, tell two friends. Bring one of them. You you gotta stop making decisions only for you and then acting out uh, on them alone. You got to. You got you. It's irresponsible. We need a but we need a buddy system. We, we just need a buddy system. Absolutely need a buddy system. So all right, she does not have a buddy system. She drives up there and with like such speed and confidence, parks like an inch from the edge of the cliff. It's so funny. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. She just so casually is like, "Well, this looks like a great spot to park. It's insane. It's the craziest parking spot I've ever seen." She parks there. She goes into this abandoned hospital by herself. Mm-mm. Of course, the records are in the basement. What time of day? This is nighttime, dead of night. Yeah, yeah. Absolute yeah. dead of oh night. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. And so she goes down and she finds the files. She's thumbing through them. It's like cobwebs, completely dark. She's using like her cell phone light. Insane. Oh my god. She's like she's like I feel safe and comfortable. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh god. And so and then we cut back to we see Maddie is now in a holding cell with a bunch of other women. And uh this is like your traditional like intimidating look- looking women. Maddie's out of play. I'm not supposed to be here. This is a mistake and everyone kind of looking at her like this bitch not look it's not looking good for her in this in this um cell. And then we cut to Sydney back at home with the case files now and her mom. No scare in the abandoned hospital. It- oh, I love it. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Crazy. Perfect. That's crazy. James. 
And she didn't even she didn't even have her car pushed off the side of the she cliff. She didn't even or have anything. her car that pushed part... off the cliff. James. <laughs> so she's back home with her mom now and she has more files and videotapes and they put one in the VCR that is labeled Serena May. And this is um Emily's mom, uh young, and she's crying and saying i don't know how to look after them on my own he's an abomination please look out ah! please look after emily and tears are streaming down her face uh there the mom uh sydney's mom is like furious she's like they told me she died during childbirth like what the fuck is going on um and we get like a close-up of serena may's face crying in the tape and it cross fades to uh, the woman from the attic now in the hospital and so we are meant to learn that that is serena may oh so she was older yes so the woman from the attic was okay so old enough to be her mom fascinating okay okay so okay so okay okay. so what we know so far so what we know so far (laughs) is this woman is their mother they are siblings, twins. twins, siblings, twins. And when when this Maddie's adoptive mother adopted her, she thought just one kid. Mom died during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and w- we see in the hospital that the detectives have figured out that she is Serena May and that they are related because they were easily able to id her she hasn't changed her name so they're like put it together in the hospital room okay this is maddie's birth mother um and back in with sydney and the mom watching the tapes they now have a tape in of an interview with young emily and uh they're saying dr weaver is saying i've given him a heavy sedative like you're safe He's not going to wake up. We wanted some time alone without Gabriel. And we hear Emily says um, he pretends to be nice, but he's the devil. And like she's clearly really scared of him. And back in the jail cell, we see some of the women starting to fuck with Maddie. Maddie looking scared. And they're kind of like, you know, what What are you in here for? Just giving her shit. It's not, it's not looking good. It looks like a, a fight is approaching. And back to them watching the tape, Dr. Weaver says, okay, I'm going to wake up Gabriel now. And walks around but behind Emily. Camera pans. And we see... Uh, a conjoined twin. Oh uh, my god! Com- very underdeveloped, so it kind of just looks skeletal, like screeching on her back, like yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! Back in the jail cell, the girls, the women, start like they throw Maddie to the ground and start like kicking her. And we're still getting voiceover from Dr. Weaver kind of explaining her case file in this um, videotape. And she says, Gabriel is an extreme version of a teratoma, a parasitic twin. Like they grew together. One became dominant. One was underdeveloped. And we thought we could save Gabriel, but it's clear 
that he is, you know, it's it's not it's not working out. And so they decide to cut. It's time to cut out the cancer. We see um, young Emily going into surgery and then removing as much of Gabriel as they can. She says they I mean, they share a brain. He controls the part of her brain or he can control the part of her brain that has to do with vision so he can make her see things. And that's why she has been having these hallucinations. But if we were to cut him out entirely, she would die like they're they're We can't obviously cut out that part of her brain. And so they cut out as much as they can and like suppress the rest in. And we're getting all visual suppress, like just like they suppress it. They just push it in. They push it in (laughs) and close the skull behind it. It's crazy. We get full close ups of all of this cutting off like the so little like if limbs. we just squish it over to the side just if we just squish, squish it as much it over in, to the yes, side just squish it in just squish it that's in that's how a brain works you just squish as much as you can fit into a skull <laughs> it's just whatever fits in the skull you just squish and, it in and the parts you don't want the parts that are bad you just really squish if those they harder fit, if they fit <laughs> just squish it squish it in and we see <laughs> back in the jail cell the women now beating maddie up kicking her and she starts having a seizure and as she does, she st- starts standing up and the back of her skull splits open and we see Gabriel's nasty little face protrude out of it going like <laughs> again. And all oh of the women God. in the in this holding cell are like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? And uh, he basically bends her limbs the other way. So her knees like snap the other way. So it's like Maddie, but backwards. So Maddie's face is on the back of his head now, but he's facing Voldemort in fucking. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And the way he moves is so crazy. And this fucking fight scene ensues that really should be seen to be believed. It is incredible. And the act, the actor that plays Gabriel, because it is not Annabelle Wallace, it is a a woman um, dancer and contortionist, and she moves so fucking cool. I mean, it's it looks incredible. It's just so weird, and you just can't understand what's happening. This is okay. From like this point on, my jaw was on the floor for the whole rest of the movie. Like I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. And so this fight <laughs> oh scene God. ensues in which she just moves inhumanly and starts just fucking murdering these women left and right one woman comes at her she snaps those forearms pops the bones right out snaps her neck she punches right through somebody's chest (laughs) she knocks one girl down steps on her head explodes her skull and i'm sorry i'm sorry so 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 Wait, there's something about this that's really making it's me laugh. It's hilarious. Oh, no. I was laughing part, so much. The, the part <laughs> of Gabriel that they squished into her skull was his face? <laughs> yes, because that's what's on your head. That was the only part they couldn't cut off. And so underneath her hair <laughs> is a face? Well, or when she gets the skull, a like, head split injury. open. Yes, so her head injury from the beginning of the film 
is what instigated all of this, what woke Gabriel back up, if you will. Got it. Um, so wow. she kills all the women in the holding cell. A cop comes. She kill. She grabs him, smashes his head against the uh, poles on the, the jail door and the poles on the jail door kills him, <laughs> <laughs> grabs the keys, is able to get out. He goes to down to the storeroom to go get his stuff. He needs his weapon. He needs his fucking leather duster. <laughs> he gets geared up to be Gabriel again. And um, the detectives come back to the station and find find all this carnage that has happened and the fight just fucking continues and now gabriel's got his little knife he's killing all the cops now he's the the camera is just like <laughs> rotating circles and what around is maddie doing at this oh, point? unconscious she is uh she is the but we get glimpses of her just basically a sleep face on the back of gabriel's head <laughs> which is the best which is the best part about this scene is that it looks you need to watch just this scene. At least it's so funny. Oh my god! I'm honestly really, I really oh want to watch. I really want to see it. God. It's incredible. But like, there's, I mean, it's also just, it's so stupid and insane, and you're laughing. But it's also very well done and visually just very cool. Like James Wan's camera work is always so impressive, and so it's like the cinematography is great, and the contortionist is great, and so it's like absolutely bonkers but it's amazing wow and uh again a cop tries to shoot him he grabs both of her hands and just pops those fucking forearm bones out of her skin again he's his favorite thing to do he loves snapping people's forearms um and <laughs> detective k like sees Madison asleep on the backside of Gabriel. <laughs> and he's like yelling like, Madison, Madison, wake up. <laughs> what could Madison possibly do if she woke up? And we see I we know. see Madison back in the holding cell, wake back up again in this like little mental prison that Gabriel is able to put her in because he's able to control that like vision part of her brain. So she's like still locked in the cell but can also half see kind of what's happening and she can see she's like trying to but she's frozen still again so she can't do anything that thing is happening where she's powerless now gabriel's in the driver's seat and she's trying but she can't do anything and she's trying to regain power but she can't uh Detective Moss at one point gets sliced on uh, through the belly by Gabriel not fatally but it doesn't look good and it's clear that gabriel is just winning these fights easily so the detectives start trying to like make a run for the door and gabriel grabs a chair and throws it like a hundred feet across the room like it's the craziest chair throw i've ever seen <laughs> um and he is uh Eventually, Gabriel, like, I think just like jumps through the window and runs away and they're both injured. And so they're like, OK, well, like, we need to regroup here. Uh, <laughs> and Sydney is going to the hospital to see Serena May. I guess she has also figured out that that's Serena May and thinks like, OK, she'll have some more answers, goes there. And as she gets to the hospital, all the lights in the hospital start flickering 
one of the hospital guards that's guarding Serena May's room has like a pacemaker and he's like, my pacemaker, it's vibrating. It's, it's clear that Gabriel's coming. And uh, Sydney's able to go in to talk to Serena May, but immediately Gabriel comes in and starts trying to attack Sydney, says, I was saving you for last. He clearly hates Sydney so much because this is the the sibling that Madison chose over him. <laughs> and as he is about to kill Sydney, Serena turns to him and says, Gabriel, please forgive me. And I, I should never have given you up. You were my son. Like I should have loved you. And they have this like uh, sweet moment, like a, a emotional moment where he's looking at her um, considering this. Uh, but at that at that moment, Detective K comes in and starts shooting at Gabriel. Sydney's yelling, no, like that's Ma you'll kill Madison. Like, don't shoot her. <laughs> and is able to somehow knock detect. What future do we imagine Madison has? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, again, Madison wakes up and things are bad for her. Things are just bad. Things are not good. They already tried squishing Gabriel. The squishing once. didn't work. If the squishing didn't work, I don't know what other options we have. <laughs> yeah, they've already tried everything. That was science's best answer for this. Squish it in. Let's squish. Push it in. Seal it Hope up. Hope that she never hits her head and squish it in. And just don't tell her. And so wow. Sydney is able to, I think, like knock Detective K unconscious or something to get Detective K to not shoot at Madison and she she is yelling like Madison I know you're in there and we see Madison uh, in the room with them again watching it frozen like trying to do something about it she can't she's like please Gabriel no like stop it stop it and then Sydney says Maddie please I know you can hear me and we see Gabriel like picking up the detective's gun and holding it to like he's about to kill Sydney and Maddie still can't move. And Sydney says he killed your babies. He was feeding off your babies. He's the reason you oh. had your miscarriages. Your fetuses made him stronger. And we see what Maddie's fingers start to move. This information is the motivation she needed. But we see Gabriel shoot Sydney, shoots her in the head, kills Sydney. But she's, oh she's starting to move. Madison's starting to move. And then he walks over to Serena May, uh, starts smothering her, says, you made me a monster. I wanted you to see what you did. Smothers her, kills her. Holy shit. And then we hear Maddie say, no, Gabriel, you were always a monster. And the room changes back to him with the Gabriel with the gun before killing Sydney and it is revealed <gasps> she that Madison yes has now gotten the power and sh and given a little hallucination to him and she is now in control <laughs> and oh she God. basically locks him up in the little mental prison in the little jail cell and he's screaming, he's pissed, and she's like, you don't, you can't hurt me anymore. I'm in control now. You'll never hurt me again. <laughs> and, and we'll all move forward 
Just, yeah, we'll just forget I'll, this ever happened. You know, there's a little man in the back of my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then she like wakes up her little her face reanimates on the Gabriel body and she yep, t- smushes him back in. Her skull seals back up. And she runs to Sydney, hugs Sydney. Serena May is still alive. Everyone's crying. She says to Sydney, I said that I wanted a blood connection and I've always had one right here. I love you so much. They embrace and the camera pulls back and we see a little light in the corner flicker. And that's the end of the movie. What? It's so crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my god. What? Oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. This is, you know, I don't even, I'm speechless. Honestly, I'm speechless because the thing is, is like, it's almost become a trope now where it's like the enemy, the evil person is like the protagonist and, or whatever, you know? It's so you're not- kind of always looking out for it. But it's, you know, it's fucking ballsy to make it a conjoined. To parasitic twin that's living on the back of their it's head. It's you not know? so much a trope that it is not the person, but the person living inside the, the actual person living inside the back of that person's brain. It's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's un- all I can picture is that little Voldemort head. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much like that. It's unlike, oh my god, it's just the commitment to this ridiculous premise is really admirable. I just would fucking love to see them writing this script like they're like yeah 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 like what was that like like three of them wrote it i feel like together and it's just so funny to imagine them being like yeah 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 (laughs) oh yeah like did they think it's funny yes i i do think that they do like i think that it is pretty self-aware and um yeah okay it's Got a lot of giallo influences, influences like small, even small things that like Gabriel wears gloves and there's always close ups of the knife, like is always something that like Argento always did and that kind of thing. Like it's it's definitely James Wan, like having fun and again, bringing that over the top ridiculousness of a Fast and the Furious movie to horror. And it's just really very fun and it's very stupid. All right. And there's not a lot of just what the yeah, fuck? there's not a lot of good like, you know, commentary on trauma or abuse or like these things that it includes, but then doesn't really have anything to say about it. But it kind of doesn't matter because we just had a great time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I do. I'm very I think I will look up that fight scene just because I'm really curious, especially because you say it's a it's a, a woman, a real woman doing yeah. it. That's fascinating to me. I want. I really want to see oh that. Oh my god! Wow. For wow. myself. Wow. Jesus, Sammy. Well, thank you for taking on us. You promised us a wild ride, and you delivered. You did deliver. Um, and also one like fun thing to note is that the reason that nothing scary happened in the abandoned hospital is because she was in jail at that time. So no Gabriel to be. It wouldn't be possible for Gabriel oh. to appear there, which I thought was kind of fun, but. Also, there could have been a fake out scare. Like it's like a very spooky place. <laughs> yeah. For there to be no scare. But I kinda like it's that. It's kind of fun for there yeah. to be no scare. Yeah. yeah. It's it's surprising that there was yeah. no scare. And yeah. that's cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow. 
James Wan just fucking doing just it hard. Just doing it hard. Yeah. Yeah. This one really surprised me. I was not expecting any of that. <laughs> I was <laughs> not expecting it. And I had a lot of fun. So I recommend it. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. Um, well, there's definitely a voice in oh, this there's one. There's definitely a voice, Enley. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, from all of us here at Too Scary to Watch. Goodbye. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You could also rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. Or join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW podcast, where you will get access to trailer reactions and two bonus episodes a month. And just a reminder that we will be gone next week celebrating the marriage of Henley and Tim. Um, And so we'll be back here for you in two weeks. We love you. Bye.